Greetings and welcome to another episode of All You Geek Gamecast, episode number 508. I'm the host for this week, Anthony Corkinox, joined by Corey Feinstein. Hey. And Mike C. What's up? So unfortunately, Jim can't be with us tonight, uh, but it's all right. We're going to trio this podcast. Uh, we got some interesting news uh, to talk about this yeah. week, some controversial sure. topics in the industry, um, from you know harassment to uh, legal battles between uh, billion-dollar companies. The usual, the usual. Yeah, the usual. You know, the usual, usual the online drama. People's power and money, and yeah. <laughs> they don't know what to do. They get bored. This is what happens. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, we'll go ahead, and before we get actually into what we've been up to, I'll just remind everybody to uh, hit that subscribe button, depending on if you're on Podbean or any other podcast service or our YouTube channel. Uh, we could really use a couple more subscribers on our YouTube channel. Still trying to figure out that uh, SEO uh, algorithm and stuff like that. Uh, so if you could do that, or even just comment or like, you know, or even dislike, that helps us out too. So uh, yeah. just do that. Just, just um, more interaction. Yeah, exactly. Any action. But yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get into what we've been up to. Mike, you want to start us off? Um, it's been almost exclusively jo- Ghost of Shusima. Um, and I'm pretty much done with it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I beat the, the campaign. I did all the side missions. and you got I, the platinum then? No. Uh, there's some pretty tedious nonsense to do to get the platinum. I don't know if I care enough to do it or not. Um It'll take a bit of wandering or looking stuff up online, which I don't particularly feel like I need to do. I might, I'll see if I can do it for a little longer before I get bored of it, because I, I want to be in the world, I want to play the game, I like the combat. Um, and what surprised me the most is I actually really like the armor system in the game. Again, it's you know kind of like another game I've been upset about. It's fun to mix and match the armor. And, what isn't uh, Mike upset about something, though? Let's be real. <laughs> there's There's been some bad news for me lately. Um, but, no, um, there's a fair amount of armor to get in the game. Uh, and the, the one, one supply uh, consumable is, you know, pretty much a driving force to, like, do everything to unlock, like, more upgraded versions of the armor, which do change visually, too, as they get upgraded. And, um, and then you can spend the flower currency to cha- get, like, shaders, basically, for them. So you can mix and match. You could do the main armor, which is the one that has perks tied to it. There's a mask and then, like, a hat or a helmet option. So you can mix and match, do different colors, and, like, so you can look pretty much however, however you want, but you have a fair amount of customization even your look or your ability and uh i think it's pretty cool that way um so it's a decent reason to keep playing of course now at this point i have all of the armor i don't have all the shaders i might check some things out yeah flowers are it seems like flowers are all over the place at first but later on you go through them quick so i have to search for more flowers and that is a little bit of the problem with the game everything is a little mundane and repetitive after a while like I, it's literally at this point, especially now that I've done all of the like you know actual quests, I'm pretty much just going to be wandering around, <laughs> uh, looking looking for flowers, looking for foxes, trying to fight people. Following the birds, you following the bird. Yeah, the birds. The birds just take you to like anything that would be quests. marked on the map, pretty much. Not just quests, either headbands or whatever. Um, so, you know, I'm uh, there's a handful of trophies. But I'm like 
to uh, nice. platinum. I don't know. I'm, we'll see. I might give it another night and see if it holds my interest just collecting stuff or not. And if not, I'll just go to Yakuza Kiwami 2 because I know I have that downloaded now. Nice. <laughs> I'm getting past. So uh, we'll see. But I definitely enjoyed it. I, I would like a little more to do at this point. But uh, we might get we might talk about that later. I think, yeah, we'll right? see. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, other yeah. than that, that's really all I've been playing. Other than a, a match of Mario Kart here or there. Okay. Cool, Corey. Uh, well, I I've been if you guys have noticed my background, but I'm actually at a hotel because I had a little interesting incident. My home couldn't uh, stay in my home for a little while still and uh so haven't really got a chance to play much on my consoles and so i've been playing borderlands 3 on my pc a lot and uh what's funny is um i I was like you know what i'm gonna just i'm really gonna just try to do mouse keyboard i'm gonna it's like borderlands whatever it doesn't matter it's not competitive or anything so i'm gonna really try to learn mouse and keyboard and get that down and you know, I've been uh, getting better at it. I, 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 it's not natural for me, but uh, I do want to try to, you know, become natural with the mouse keyboard just because it's, it's too late in life so, for that. <laughs> I know it's so foreign for me because I was always a console controller <laughs> person. So, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where it just it, for first person shooters specifically, not necessarily like other types of games, but first person shooters, it's just very foreign. So, I've been really just focusing on trying to get that down and i am able to now click the things i want to click without having to look at the keyboard <laughs> like, all right, i know where the i know where this i did have to remap a few things like uh, this does not feel natural uh crouching is still kind of tough like getting to that control button but uh yeah oh, it's, man, that's, it's what, interesting. that's what one of the left mouse buttons is for buddy i don't have a mouse that has more like, like i don't <laughs> Yeah, so I need, I, that's the other thing, is I need a mouse that has more buttons, because I've only, I've had, I, re, I mapped the scroll wheel push to be my melee, but, um, yeah, but that's it, I just have, like, the two, the left, right, and uh, scroll wheel, so I, I do need to get a mouse that has more buttons. No, for sure. Okay. Um, as for me, let's see, what, uh, what have I played? Um, I forget why I even mentioned it, but uh, I was playing Castlevania Rondo of Blood, um, I picked it up on some sale a little while ago because okay. uh, it was like one of those compilation packages where it comes with Symphony of Night as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, you know what? Rondo of Blood is one of the few games I've never actually played in the series because it was like, um, I don't think it was released domestically on the PlayStation uh, system. I think it was like a Saturn thing. Obviously, I didn't have Saturn. Um, so I was like, oh, you know what? It's got good reviews and stuff like that, so I'll check that out. So I beat that. Um, it was hard. Oh, man. I forget how, like, how hard classic Castlevania was and like some of it's bullshit too because like you get hit and like you get knocked back like a quarter of the screen you're like yeah. what the fuck like it's just like you're fragile as hell like recovery items are super limited and scarce you fall down a pit it's an instant death so I was just like you know what that, I mean that's a fair amount of the difficulty and you know that's it but so like oh man like I'm glad game design came a little always past that um for, for a lot of stuff uh but I played that and uh Let's see. I did play like about an hour or so of uh, Yakuza Zero, um, okay. just because it was one of those things that like I had on my Xbox for a while, and I was like, you know what? Right. Done with the the Soul series and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, let me try that. Let's um, see if you burn through that whole Game Pass trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I plan on bringing all of it over uh, at some point. You know, over over you know period of time. That right? That they were gonna do all of it. So. Yeah. 
Uh, so, I mean, it's pretty fun so far. I didn't get, again, too far. I'm still, I think, chapter two, maybe, or something like that. But um, it's pretty amusing so far. Did you start doing the open world nonsense to get into any of that? No, like, it was just, like, just as soon as it opened up, I was just okay. like, okay, stuff like that. So you, but, so you haven't really experienced the game? Yeah, just, yeah, it was just, like, the con- like again, I was just, like, one of those things, like, oh, you know what, let me just try this out and stuff like that. Because, like, if I start it, like, I'll, I'm more inclined to, like, play it and stuff like that. I do think um, the uh, beginning doesn't really feel as good as, like, the game actually is. Yeah, I can see that, because, like, they're like, oh, here's your, like, you know, press B uh, to do melee, and then hit, or Y, or I forget what it was, like, do the finishers, uh, I was like, okay. The, fight, the fighting seems super simple early super, on. Right, exactly, so I'm just like, okay, I know it's gonna open up, I just gotta, like, bear through it, but the story's kind of funny, just like, you know, just their Sega's goofy take on, like, what Yakuza were like, and whatnot. And, like, it's really funny, like, seeing things in the, um, what is it, the 80s setting, or something like that. Yeah, and uh, sometimes, Tokyo. sometimes they forget. It seems like that it's supposed to be the 80s, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm enjoying that. Um, and then just today, actually, I downloaded um, Fall Guys on PlayStation 4. Yeah, what's uh, up with that? Everyone's talking about it. I don't know what it is. It looks that's exactly what awesome. it is. Um, I would say it's the new Rocket League uh, in terms of like mm. indie multiplayer darling kind of thing. Uh, and they want that strategy where it's like, hey, this is a brand new game. It's not old. Brand new game. Free for PS uh, Plus subscribers. I think it's exclusive to Sony for a while. Uh, I don't know how long. Probably six months to a year or something that, like that. There's that lapsed PS Plus subscription getting to me. Again. Yep, exactly. Um, but what it is, yeah, it's a... Uh, for like two years. Yeah, it's a battle royale game. But I wouldn't really put an emphasis on battle. It's more like... Um, Mario Party hijinks, where it's like... There's all these different... Type, like, like fusion whole, frenzy yeah yeah it's like the whole thing is like you're a contestant oh in this like game like i'm not sure if you guys ever saw um any of those Ash like TV. japanese um game shows where it's like obstacle courses and it's like you see all these people it's like hey you got to get to the other end and like if you fall in mud or whatever like you just you die and stuff like that you're out it's kind of like that because that, that's why it's called fall guys so like there's all these different types of games most of it has to do like with like staying on platforms and stuff like that but it'll be like hey there's 60 players get to the end of this obstacle course and they only accept like the first 45 to finish or something like that. And I think it's timed as well. So it's like either the first 45 or within three minutes or something like that. So if you get knocked off, you like start at your last checkpoint. There's a couple checkpoint areas and stuff like that. But in addition to like the Mario party fusion frenzy, like, you know, where it's like, you know, spinning things or like moving, you know, platforms and stuff like that. You can bump into other players and kind of push them and stuff like that. So there's like some hijinks there and stuff like that. So you're telling me like 64 players? I think it's 60. 60 players? Wow. That's 60 cool. players, stuff like that. Um, and it's so, so many of my friends and stuff like that were talking about. I was like, all right, whatever. I've I have PS Plus right now. I'll, I'll give it a try. Uh, and I could see the catch on it because it's like kind of fun. Um, it's monetized in um, two different ways. Like there's traditional. Uh, battle pass, but I think it's just a free battle pass right now, or just like whatever level one through like whatever. Maybe you get like a like a PS Plus bonus or something. Yeah, um, and then there's like costumes where you can, um, you know, either with in-game currency or real currency you can buy and stuff like that, um, which is fine because I mean it's a free game for PS Plus users right now and stuff like that. But uh, the costumes are all zany, like it's like, oh, you're wearing like a hot dog costume or something like that. And the characters are all cutesy and it's a colorful game world. Um, interestingly enough, it, I played three matches and the third match I wound up winning. 
So after five rounds, it gets down to like, I don't know, I'd say like 20 people maybe or something like that. I could be off with his numbers. And it's like, hey, you have to do a like King of the Hill up, uphill course battle, and there's a crown at the end. You have to like you have to grab the crown so i'm like oh god like one in one in 20 that's five percent chance i was like okay and like this is my third match i'm like whatever i'm still gonna go for it and stuff like that and i'm just like okay like i know i'm ahead of the pack because like you could see like people in your periphery and stuff like that i was like okay like let me let me use my mario skills a little bit here and then like i saw this one other player it was just me and him like going for the crown and i was like no you sort of bitch no and like he paused and i'm not sure because like the crown like goes up and down i'm not sure if he was trying to time it but like he paused and lost his momentum, and I was just like, nope, and I jumped and like pressed the grab button, and I didn't even nice. know I won. Like that's just what I did, and he's like, I didn't see it until like the end screen. I was like, oh, I won. I was like, that's cool, and I was like, do I just stop here? Like, you know, one in three, like You're that's thirty percent. Yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna mess that ratio up if I continue you can playing. It's only like, go down from here. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's pretty fun. Um, for free. I'm not sure if I would have paid for it, but. It's doing fantastic on PS Plus, but it's also doing fantastic on um, PC, Steam, I think. Um, and just how much is it normally then? Like, Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Right, but um, you need PS Plus if you're gonna play it, so you might as well just. Right. I think I think you get PS Plus for like thirty for a year and just you know ride it out. Um, but it's pretty cool. Like it's got all that internet sensation buzz about it right now. Um, I didn't link it, but there's <laughs> they're running some interesting media campaigns right now where um one of them they're doing where like the organization that um bids the highest donation amount right now until like the end of the month gets their own custom outfit put in the game or something like that so you have a bunch of esports companies vying for it you had a couple like real companies vying for it and stuff like that so it'll be interesting to see which one wins at the end of the month um but they also did this tweet campaign Couple, this week, I forget how long ago, but they're like, huh, our programmer said that he could just delete the yellow team if he wanted to. So we're going to put that out there. One million retweets and we'll delete yellow team. And it's like 10 or 15% of the way there right now. And they're just like, oh, that's kind of a realistic possibility at that point. Because it put them in the top 20 retweets of all time on Twitter. And they're just like, oh, like, I guess we got to come up with a new color now or something like that. So that'll be interesting, I think um you know like that they got that lightning in a bottle right now so it'll be interesting to see them right, right place right time right yep. product yeah yep. cool. exactly uh but yeah that's all i've been up to so let's move on to the news um so in game news we'll start off with npd we have july results um which were quite interesting because we had two different first parts ah, not on I know. This is like the one month that like he honestly really needed to be on because he could finally be like, yes, it happened. But uh, we'll go through it. So um, top 20 NPD for the month of July. Uh, number one was uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, with number two being Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number three was Paper Mario. The or- Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> number three was Paper Mario Origami King. Number four, Last of Us Part Two hanging in there. Number five, Animal Crossing New Horizons still going strong. Number six, Ring Fit Adventure. Number seven, Mortal Kombat 11, boosted by the whatever new pack is. Eight, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number nine, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 10, yeah, number 10 surprised me, the new Sword Art Online game. I'm not even going to pronounce the the words that uh, follow that, because I can't. Uh, Other notable ones, Breath of the Wild still hanging there. Number 12, 
Uh, MLB The Show 20 at number 15. Jedi Fallen Order, still strong at number 16. And uh, number 18, Marvel Spider-Man, still still hanging in there. So, I wonder if that good. got a boost from the, the PS5 announcement. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But um, yeah. MPD had a comment. Consumer spending across video game hardware, content, accessories totaled $3.6 billion in July 2020, increasing 32% when compared to a year ago. Uh, had COVID life. Was it? Yeah, COVID, COVID life. Yep, yep. They had double-digit percentage spending gains in accessories, subscription, mobile, and both digital full games, as well as post-launch spending on console and PC. Also, a slight decline in hardware. And uh, let's see what they have to say. Um... Ghost of Tsushima developer Sucker Punch Productions fastest selling release in history and also debuts as 2020's fifth best selling game year to date. Paper Mario set a new launch month of record for a Paper Mario title, uh, more than doubling uh, Thousand Year Door on GameCube and becoming the best selling uh, month debut. And Last of Us Part Two uh, dollar sales are the third highest of a Sony published game in history. Trailing only behind Marvel Spider-Man and 2018's God of War, so uh, pretty impressive uh, from all those first-party releases. Yeah, that's what you're going for. Meanwhile, yeah. you have nothing on Microsoft. <laughs> nothing at all. No. Uh, you know, if you can't win, just change the narrative of what success is and stuff like that. Uh, let's see. In terms of 12 months ending July 2020, Star Wars is number three, uh, Animal Crossing number five, six Last of Us Part Two. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, and then the big news that Jim, uh, unfortunately, couldn't join us for tonight. In the top 20, for the first time in quite a long time, Grand Theft Auto V does not appear. Whoa. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. The game that just will not die uh, is, yeah. uh, is, is gone. Yeah, it's, it's just happened. It'll be back. But. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be back, but uh, not this month. So that was, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll move along. And um, let's see. Uh, Deathloop which was uh, by Arcane Line. Um, unfortunately, looks cool. I definitely it does look cool. I've heard talking about that. For this. Yeah. yeah, but let's see. They said um, they made the decision to move the launch date to Q2 of 2021. Um, you know, they cited uh, COVID as obviously being an issue and, you know, working from home obviously was yeah. a new dynamic that, you know, everybody's facing and stuff like that. So, um, you know what? And I think that's probably a good move. Uh, no, Besides that, you know, like... When was the original date? I want to say it was this fall. Okay. So, so um, pushes them out of that launch window where, you know, maybe they might get their uh, notice or mm-hmm. whatever just stolen from them with a new launch. Stuff like that. And, you know, you know, extra polish and whatnot is always good. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, let's see. EA Play subscription service is coming to Steam on August 31st. So, um, yeah, EA seemingly wants to play nice with the uh, other platform holder, the major platform holder on PC, uh, and wants to make that cash money. So, you know, why not? You got Steam, you want to play some EA games, get a EA Play, and you can play their back catalog, which is, I mean, honestly, it's it worth it. It's not all of it, though, right? It's like a, a rotating vault of stuff. Mm, I, mean, I don't. everything. Let's see. Previously known as EA Access, the service gives subscribers the ability to play some of the biggest titles, including yes. Sims 4 and Titanfall 2, while offering other benefits like early access for new releases. 
uh, deals, etc. It's like so, a Disney vault. You don't know. Yeah, it's like a Disney vault. So that's understandable. I mean, yeah. the pricing, let's see, $14.99 per month or $100 annually. So, yeah, I mean, if you're yeah, a, a EA fan, you know, it's a game and a half per year. Stuff like that. Yeah, and if you're excited for stuff coming out, you can play it early. So. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, so let's see. Let's move into uh, some Batman news. So uh, Rocksteady uh, has been accused by The Guardian of inaction over staff harassment of uh, women at the workplace. Is uh, The now- Guardian, like the uk national Enquirer or something i think i've heard bad things about them before but i don't know um not to my knowledge i thought i don't know the guardian was like the equivalent of like new york post or something like that whatever yeah but uh yeah anyway so and this just broke i think today but more than half of the women employed at the london-based video game developer rock city two years ago Signed a letter to bosses accusing the studio of failing to prevent sexual harassment and inappropriate behavior in the office, the Guardian can review. Uh, goes on to say that the letter was dated November 2018 and signed by 10 of the company's 16 female staff at the time. And that, to me, is like honestly really, really crazy. Because they're like, I want to say at that time, probably like a 200-person studio. So like not even 10%. That's like really, I don't know, really low even by like video game industry standards. So... Uh, yeah, just uh, claims about sexual harassment, slurs regarding transgendered community, um, unwanted advances, inappropriate comments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, yeah, apparently a bunch of those women left after nothing was done, and then uh, Guardian reached out to Roxy and acknowledged it had received previous complaints about sexual discrimination and harassment, and uh, you know said they are going to um, you know. PR thing. From day one at Rock City Studios, we set out to create a place where people are looked after, a place fundamentally built on respect and inclusion. Uh, last Thursday, after the Guardian contacted Rock City for comment, management called an all-meeting staff where they discussed the letter for the first time, and new initiatives were promised to prevent further discrimination, the Guardian understands. So, uh, will be interesting, but... Uh, the usual blah, blah, blah. Yeah, after. Like, yeah. <laughs> it does seem, it seems like that's almost inevitable with that, um ratio of hiring like that that though that group of people will feel like well this is not set up for me and it might not have been intentional but that's just kind of how it happens i think uh sometimes and i think it said that they did do a company-wide like hour-long like thing about it based on that letter but oh yeah i mean they always do that kind of stuff. It's reactionary though it's the problem is like you hear all these stories about all these companies like somebody needs to start like proactively looking into yourself like look at your company like as the head of a company like this and you see what's happened at ubisoft recently and well that's what, what that's happened what spawned this conversation apparently um or this news article was that they felt um empowered by the fact that you know all of these people came spoke, out yeah, yeah spoke out and you know i mean that's Unfortunately, you know, yeah. that's what it takes you know today's society where like you just need that to get the ball and the momentum rolling you know uh, I mean, I, I read through me, there like, a little bit. That, that, yeah, they lose me a little bit when they're starting to complain about the female characters' dress in the games. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's like, oh, well, I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit of a picture trying to be painted here that seems Well, I mean, kind of, I'm just, like, surprised. Just, like, so we're getting this far. Like, the companies 
need to like proactively take uh, this seriously and not like let it get to the point where it becomes news stories and things like that. Sure. It's, you know, it's policing, it's big company, it's it's tough. Yeah, no, it's fair. But like, you need to take action though. That's the thing is I think what this article is saying is like, yeah, enough. Well, that's the the thing is, you know, it's systemic really when you think about, um, and we could cite Ubisoft as an even bigger organization, but when you don't have that diversity of leadership, I mean, this this happens because, you know, who's going to bat for uh, women or minorities, you know, right. stuff like that. So when just the people like, at the top are taking advantage. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah. More, more often than not, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised, disappointed, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where they are uh, in a couple of years. Um, yeah, but that was that. And their, um, their game is called, their, their new game they're going to talk, talk about, DC Fandom, is the... Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. So. Was it? I would say Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Or something killed the Justice like League. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. with a it's with a colon now, so now it makes sense grammatically. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then uh, I guess since we're on uh, Suicide Squad with Warner Brothers, um, WB Montreal, which is the sister studio uh, across the pond that does uh, the other Batman games, uh, can't stop teasing the new one, which apparently will be a soft reboot. Based on the Core of Owls storyline, uh, so they're doing that more. Uh, what is it? They're they doing some more a... ARG bullshit on some website. They're like, how long has this been? Like two years that they've been teasing. This? I know. Yeah. Uh, like, and now they're uh... ramping up for this week. I guess people are a little frustrated with them, obviously, because they've been doing teases that almost seem like they didn't mean to do it for like the last like few years, and then have said nothing. Now I've, I'm assuming this is it. Like this is it. This is the week, and I do this. Well, this game's got to come out before the Suicide well, no. Squad game comes out, right? No, again, like there's again my pre- bold prediction for this year is this is coming out this year. I don't know if it's going to at this point, but it could. It still could be a a release. Yeah. When you think about what this, I think you need. I think you need at least six months though, like announcement to release. Supposedly, um, this know, was set to release this year. COVID obviously uh, might impact that, but it's definitely coming out before the Suicide Squad game. But no, this this studio, Montreal specifically, they did Origins, which was what, like 2013 or something? <laughs> and then they worked on the Matter of Family expansion for Arkham Knight. And that's it. They've And then they have had to have been working on this. So they've had a long time <laughs> to work on this game. Um, well, both yeah. these studios had a long time to work on games. So Not sure, and we and we, right. and we know stuff has been canceled. And again, I go back to the cyberpunk advantage, uh, not advantage um, example, where I rather not hear about a game like definitively for a long time and then have it. Would do you want, like these teases, though, release. Mike? Do you like these little tweets that they've been throwing out there? I like. I, I would have liked. Games. I like it more now when it's like imminent. Rather than yeah, yeah. stuff from like two years ago that was one thing and then you never see or hear from again, like that's right. that that almost seems like a mistake or like they accidentally yeah. leaked something and just went with it. I don't know, but at this point, yeah, as long as they actually announce something at Fandom, which I feel like it's ninety percent chance. I, I it should be higher, honestly. They're one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's on the schedule. One hundred percent. It's on the schedule. <laughs> it's a, but. Uh, 
I don't know. It's just I still prefer that over like the decade of hype that we got from Cyberpunk. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is too is um, you know, I think we're starting to see that, and especially like in um, you know, Nintendo's case in the in recent history. Like Paper Mario, they only revealed uh, two months before launch, um, and so wind up ranking number three this past month on NPD, as alluded to earlier. That's without digital sales, so um, it's doing really strong. And I think, you know, I think consumers are finally catching on to that too. You know, in comparison or in conjunction rather, Whoa. Uh, all these, you know, fake cuts. You know, it's like Halo uh, Infinite, Infinite, as an example of like, you know. If that's supposed to be the sizzle reel and that you can't even take that at face value of being like true like to like hey this is what you're actually going to be playing on your xbox later this year like if you can't even take that at face value and it looks bad already it's like oh like you know like that's yeah. it's just not a good sign so just you know don't give people that time to like a scrutinize it that that much uh and b when you do you have much you know closer um true footage to show because it's like hey this game's coming out in within the next six months so what you're seeing now is a good representation you know obviously they're going to be working on it up until it goes gold and has to ship out but like this is a good representation of the gameplay as opposed to like we said like how many years did we see spider-man and god of war at sony events um you know stuff like or or fucking what was it um i mean that, that wasn't even that long that was just like two years maybe yeah exactly years but but again like Again, not to beat a dead horse, but like Cyberpunk, like we know now that that game has been rebuilt from the ground up since its first like trailer we saw like in 2013. Like yeah. that, that's not the game at all anymore, whatever that was. So yeah, I think it's a little bit different when like when third parties do that. I'm not saying like I, I agree with it or I like that, but like with CD Projekt Red, like you know, like they're only working on two games max. So when well, they're I like, mean, hey. Like Montreal is the same. Yeah, yeah, but um, at least at least Cyberpunk is coming out. I mean, who knows what <laughs> you know Montreal's been working on. Uh, rumors say they've been working we'll on two different games. We'll find out Saturday. Right, we'll find out on Saturday. But um, I yeah, I hope I can get on next week. It's a little in question. I really need to be on though. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess we'll find out more. Uh, let's see, what is what else do we have on the news? Um, oh, here we go. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is getting a new free DLC with co-op mode. Ooh, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> four-player co-op mode. There's two pla- it's two-player, too. What? Yeah, there's two-player I mean, cooperative. Up to four players. Up to yeah, four. So, up there's, to four. Yep. so there's a cooperative mode that starts with two players, I believe, and there's a four-player mode that's more like a... Seems like a survival against like yeah. demons and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. apparently, there's going to be like a raid like thing, too. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what it looked like to me from the trailers. Like it's like a raid that you're so going this on is, that you need is, everyone. This is crazy to me. Um, <laughs> there's so they're putting a lot of work into this, and I just I don't understand why there's not like a single player action for it, option for it. But you know. Because people are looking for like some post-game content, some new game plus, some sort of challenge modes. But now we're getting this thing, and I saw a report. I don't know if it's been confirmed. I I theorize that the reason why they're doing this is like, oh, this has to be monetized. There's got to be microtransactions in this. I saw a thing today. I don't know if it's real, but it says it does not have microtransactions planned for this mode either, which yeah. really makes me scratch my head. It's like, 
okay, but why? But, you know, I mean, because it's awesome. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it, it can be awesome if, you know, you have a group of friends on PlayStation Plus, but, you know. Right. I mean, that's one of those I things. I think what's really neat is, like, um, so, like what I, it's really neat because they, so, uh, Sony's got a string of these single player games that are really sure. well, you know, they have their formula. Like, you know, Tony's been talking about the formula, the Sony formula. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, this is cool because it's an optional thing. You don't necessarily need to worry about it if you don't want. You can download it. You don't even have to download it, but uh, it's free. And now you get a chance to play this game with the gameplay, which I think is a fantastic gameplay. Like, the, like we're saying, the the battle system or the you know getting the different armor pieces and all that stuff and having unique skill sets here to do certain things is really cool and to kind of see how that could become like a cooperative thing and or raid thing it sounds really cool to me and uh it's something that like oh yeah we've all been like you you, you and i might have been playing this game but now like we could play this game together which is really neat and why not like awesome. there's parts in the game where you're like oh this would be cool to do together and like you are teaming up with other characters with like oh yeah that'd be cool to just like take on this one mission as a team so mm-hmm. it's pretty neat i think this is yeah. awesome yeah, it, I mean, it's it's just a, it is a lot to add on for almost you know it's not everyone would be like satisfied with just like a new game plus or something like that because you know this was a single player game before now like and no one was upset with that so i'm i'm very it's just it's so out of left field and i'm a little personally biased because i think the least interesting mode in most games is a horde mode like i just i've never been into that co-op pve stuff i just i think it's more about other people you play with too though oh yeah i don't really ever have to do that yeah. But I mean, it really comes down to like, you know, uh, expanding on what Corey said. I mean, Sony has like their single player narrative driven cinematic games like to a T now. Like, and I'm not even making fun of them. Like, they are giving their audience what they want because it sells. And that's that's fantastic. They found what works for them as opposed to whatever they were trying on, you know, PS2 and PS3 to like varying degrees of success. So that's awesome. You know, I, I and I personally love like Horizon. Uh, you know, even God of War, I, I liked, and uh, you know, obviously Spider-Man, the first loss, yeah, yeah, Spider-Man stuff like that. So that that's fantastic. We're getting those games, but you, when you compare Sony to their closest competitor with you know Microsoft in in terms of like they're getting the high definition graphics, performance, whatever, you know, whereas Microsoft are lacking the first party, I would say Microsoft was way more engaged on the multiplayer component, and you know, just like hey, your friends are on Xbox Live, let's let's play something, and Game Pass really gives them the opportunity. Where it's like. Something like CFEs, which, by the way, I don't think we mentioned it, ever since it came to Steam, it's been in, like, the top 10 sellers consistently, which is fantastic because it's given that game a new home and new lease on life. Uh, so that game has turned around. But comparatively, Sony doesn't have anything on that level of just, like, you know, obviously they don't have a Game Pass service, but they don't really have anything that's driving multiplayer, um, you know, party stuff at all. So, you know, I think this is a first step towards that. And, you know, we can even go back to last generation uh, when Last of Us had that multiplayer mode, which I think we all agreed at the time felt like kind of shoehorned or whatnot. It's like, oh, this is really weird, just a multiplayer mode. Or even like Uncharted, right? Because I remember like yeah. you get like that, you know, $5 yeah. foot long emote or something like, right? In, the, the in, time, one of, right? in one of the Uncharted, I actually spent a fair amount of time in that multiplayer. I yeah. don't remember which one, yeah. but some of the multiplayer stuff was actually fairly good, but it was just right. kind of like a side thing that like you didn't care no, about. That's kind of what I'm. I almost mean like it doesn't but that was like a battle like game like that you're fighting 
I like that this is cooperative. I like that this is something that you're going See, into as a I, team together. I, personally, and, I would be much more interested in like a PvP type thing in this game. I don't know if it would work. With the and that could be coming too. Like, who knows? That would be yeah. interesting yeah. to see, like a, uh, a sure. like a four-player battle mode or something. Because again, this the fighting system in this is really unique and uh, yeah. well, not unique, but really neat. And like, there's a lot to it where I could see it becoming a good, you know, fighting game also, where you just you know battle it out for. Right. players or something right so i think this is just a push of that initiative and just real quick going back to last of us when they announced last of us 2 wasn't going to have a multiplayer component at launch they're like hey that team is working on something else for last of us multiplayer you'll see it in the future but just not at launch i mean there was there was a vocal outcry of people that really enjoyed the multiplayer that first game. i'm not saying they're allowed uh, like a large majority but there was some movement online about like, hey man, like we were really looking forward to like Last of Us Two on- online multiplayer. And I was like, yeah. I was like, wow, okay, I guess you know th- there was an audience for that, and that's great. So I think you know this just goes back to Sony wanting to, hey, now that we know the first party like narrative driven games, let's work on our multiplayer stuff because honestly, that's how you keep users engaged uh, on your platform. You keep them subscribed to their PlayStation Plus, and you're getting 30, 40, 50 bucks out of them per year and stuff like that. And this just adds more longevity to the individual title. Whereas, like, now it's like, hey, you know what? I beat this game. You know, like, Mike, you were just saying earlier on the podcast, I beat, I'm beat. i done with this game. You know, and most people would be like, hey, maybe I'll, I'll just sell it or trade it in or whatever. Now it's like, hey, multiplayer, free updates down the line. Like, you know what? Maybe I'll keep on to this now and stuff like that. So it curbs use sales and stuff like that. So I, I think overall it's a good thing. The one thing I did want to say is that um, reading on Twitter – Apparently, a former Sucker Punch developer had tweeted out when they made this announcement. He was and he decided saying something like, "I'm really glad this is coming out because while I was at Sucker Punch, we were working on this, and when they never announced it, when they announced like up to the release of the game, I thought they had just scrapped that mode. But he was happy that you know his work on it was actually going to be realized. So it makes me think that maybe it just wasn't polished enough to make the you know the date, the ship date, so to speak, where they needed to get it out." And, you know, again, plus it's just, like, one of those nice surprise things, uh, which, you know, Nintendo likes to do, where it's like, hey, free random DLC, like, you know, it's free yeah. with, you know, whatever and stuff like that. So, and it's one of those where, like, hey, it's free, you try it out once, and be like, you know, not for me, just shelve it and stuff like that. But if you're engaged and you like it, we're proud to You know, I, I, I guarantee we're going to see that new game plus. I mean, it's been in every Sony game, right? Yeah. Like, Spider-Man's had yeah. it, Actually, has it. I don't think they ever did it for uh, Fallen Order. Well, that's they Sony. Did. They did do the, I know, they did do the, uh, the challenges, though. Yeah. It, feel, it feels like a Sony game to me. It's very much in that vein. Yeah, I hear you on that one. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that comes out. Yeah. Let's see, so the last big news for the week, uh, Battle of Goliath versus Bigger Goliath, question mark? Uh, so Epic came out. Such nonsense. Yeah. It's almost annoying just to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Epic came out the one day and was like, hey, you know what, kids, and I'll just say kids, because obviously their audience isn't one of the kids, but it's majority kids. It's like, hey, would you like to save some money on V-Bucks? If you go to the Apple Store, you have to pay $10, but if you pay through Epic, we'll give you a sweet 20% discount, or something like that. You have the 20 or 30% discount. Uh, so this got the attention of Apple real quick, and uh, Apple removed Fortnite from the App Store. Uh, and Epic would be unable to update the game until it got relisted. Uh, so I think that's like the next two weeks or so. Um, and then apparently Epic 
within hours came out with a lawsuit against Apple, like 64-page something lawsuit already written up, uh, and a campaign video mimicking Apple's own 1984 video campaign uh, when they were going against them. Um, think different or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, think different and, and stuff like that. But with Fortnite resources and stuff like that. So now, in turn, Apple just revoked all of Epic's licensing, developer tools, et cetera, et cetera. So not only are they being removed, like anything Epic is being removed from the game, but like that also includes like Mac licensing for like Unreal Engine 4 developers and stuff like that. So it's uh, going to be a weird battle. It's going to be a weird couple of weeks uh, for the gaming industry because this is one of those things where it's like, oh, shit. Like, And all I can think of is that one um, often used a... Uh, GIF where it's like um, the Japanese guy from Godzilla where he's just like, let them fight, you know? It's like you get these two Titanic entities, you know. Uh, right. I think Apple's nearly a trillion dollar business. Obviously, Epic's billion dollars and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I kind of, I just kind of don't like either company too much. So, mm-hmm. I really don't care. Like, I kind of had bad feelings about both of them before this. Although, I mean, like, Epic at least, like, you know, Unreal Engine is in everything. I don't, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't want to be without that. <laughs> but uh, I could, as, as a gamer, and as for, I could do without Apple, but, you know, whatever. Apple's not going anywhere. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they're just being douchey. <laughs> like, there's no other way around yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, they're both trying to flex their muscle, uh, you know, to, like, push each other around, and you can't do this to me, so I'm going to do this, and then you can't do that, so I'm going to do this, and it's just, uh, it's going to hurt the consumer mostly, I think, at this point. Uh, I think in the short term, it's definitely going to hurt the consumer the most, but I think it's one of the things where it's like, this was going to happen at one point or another Mm -hmm. with Epic or or with another company at some point, which is going to be like, fuck you, Apple. Because it's gone to the point, and, and this, Epic's claim is that at this point, the, and I'm sorry, I forgot a part where uh, Epic did the same thing with the Google Play Store, and Google removed them <laughs> from the Google Play Store as well. So they're fighting a two-front two, uh, two war right now. Right. But uh, Epic's argument against Apple is that the iOS ecosystem and their devices is so um, ubiquitous with a modern necessity that the fact that it's like a walled garden policy is like um, just unfair and stuff like that. And I guess the argument I would make is like, imagine if Microsoft with Windows um, said, hey, we're going to take a 30% cut of anything that's sold that can be installed on Windows, like anything. That would be fucking ridiculous and people would be up in arms over that shit, like that. Like, doesn't matter if it's a game, doesn't matter if it's an application, doesn't matter if it's a screensaver. You sell something that runs on Windows machine, pay us 30%. Like, that's ridiculous, you know? <laughs> this is kind of why, like, I've never really liked Apple, though. It's always been kind of like their business model to mm-hmm. make it stuff like that intentionally and have it so every they pay, charge premium prices to have yeah. anything work on their shit. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's annoying to me and... Uh, it's annoying other companies apparently too. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the yeah, other things I mean, too I is that see it, yeah, like the play devil's advocate a little bit. It's like um, you know they they created this you know like you said walled garden this ecosystem 
and they they want to have it run a specific way and they need to make sure that everyone is following the same rules whereas like you know obviously windows or google platforms android you, know, you kind of have a little bit more freedom uh so like with apple they they want to make sure that they're in control of how everything is going to be performing on that and that provides them the ability to say hey everything's going to work really well uh, it provides them the ability to make everything not work after like six months so you buy a new one that's that's also true (laughs) yeah i mean i can definitely see both sides like i don't think it's a clear cut and dry like it's not like right versus wrong there's definitely shades of gray uh in between here but i definitely see epic's argument that you know at this point apple can play favorites and especially now with like how popular the app store is i mean apple themselves can really dictate who succeeds or who fails in that market um Mm -hmm. and just to cite games like I think it's been proven numerous times that if they decide to highlight a game in the app store or it's like, Hey, like this is one of the highlight games or whatever, like it will be guaranteed a certain level of success. Uh, and then they push that with uh, Apple arcade, which I have no idea what's going on with that right now, but you know, can you imagine being an indie developer be like, Hey, well, what about me and stuff like that? You know? Um, so they're paying favorites. Uh, and I believe they also show that, with certain developers that are more prestigious and can sell a certain volume or whatever, like they get a better cut rather than 30%. Um, and Epic, you know, ever since last year with the Epic Game Store, they've been fighting that traditional 30% cut. That was their argument against Steam. And they're like, right, hey, we can do... Calls them to create their own platform. Right, exactly. So we're down to that 88-12 uh, split. Um, but, you know, it, it's interesting. And I think when the dust does settle, it might be something... Or it's compromise. Maybe it won't be thirty percent. Maybe it'll be twenty percent, or something like that. But um, we'll see. I, I definitely think the consumer will be hurt in the, in the short term. Obviously, any kids looking to play uh, Fortnite on their iOS, uh, you know, phones or tablets, uh, will be in for a little bit of an unpleasant surprise. Also, like Apple, like we we're saying before, they have the ability to just remove it from your device. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, just absolutely yeah. You're done. Um, like it does not work on your device even if you have it downloaded we're just gonna take it off yep yeah just doesn't work anymore um and you know i hope like the thing is like people a lot of people like to criticize epic and i'm not saying they're completely innocent or anything like that because obviously they've done some shady shit but i I think for a lot of things they've proven that they are true about both developers and consumers like the whole crossplay thing i mean remember i mean that wouldn't happen without Epic. Yeah. That would not have happened without Epic. Oops, sorry, guys. Oops, we turned the switch and enabled cross-platform play. Our bad. And proving that, like, hey, not only is this easy to implement, it's easy to just, like, turn it on and off. And it's just some people just don't want to play along. Some people just yeah. don't want to play ball. Uh, and and for, it dragged Sony into that. I remember us being very critical of that. Because yeah. like, so, and Sony said the same thing. We want to control the experience, experience for yeah, the user players. experience, yeah, and yep. something like that. So it's just like, you know what, like, obviously Epic, Epic is saying that because they want more money. I get that. There's no illusion here that it's not, it's not going to help their bottom line. But I do think it's one of the things where it's beneficial for all other parties, aside from Apple, because they would be making less money. But I'm at that point where it's like, look, Apple's about to be a trillion dollar company. I don't give a shit if they're making less money from me or consumers in general. Like, they have all the money in the fucking world. What are they doing with it? Yeah, so, sure. well, we'll see. It'll be interesting in the next couple of weeks how that plays out because, you know, the other thing is, too, that I think Nick was trying to talk about in our Discord channel, 
But Apple, I mean, is under the gun, especially in Europe right now, for, like, antitrust laws and shit like that. Um, and I think Epic just decided, like, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity. Because between the lawsuit that document that was already up and ready to go in a few ready hours. Ready to go, video, yeah. Like, they were just, like, biding their time. I'm like, hmm, when can we strike? Now. Now's the time. Something like that. So... Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it's going to be because uh, you're saying they're big companies, two big companies. Apple could just throw money at this problem and make it go <laughs> away. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how they want how long they want to drag it out and how this will affect, you know, the shareholders and things like that. And like, you know, how that that's going to play into all this because you know, publicly traded companies they have to cater to certain needs of uh, board members or shareholders and stuff like that. So it's like. They make promises, like how far will they go? Right. One of these days, maybe we'll get a movie on this. <laughs> It'll be really interesting. Yeah, book. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. I think that's going to wrap it up for the episode. Uh, so thanks again for listening. Uh, please like us on whatever platform you're listening to us on or hit that subscribe button again. Uh, really help us out. Or you can reach us at podcast at allyoucangeek.net. Reach out to us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, comment, whatever. We'll, we'll get back. So, so then... See ya.